and welcome to a Pod of Tea podcast, your go-to place for teas and chats. I'm your host Emma, and I am joined by Jack. Guest Jack. <laughs> Guest Jack. The episode. <laughs> we are all out of order here. So last week we were guests on another podcast, which was a first for me. You've been on a few, haven't you, Jack? You're a bit of a podcast veteran. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> but on it, we were explaining a bit about Pod of Tea, and I referred to Jack as a guest. Which is true. It's true. It's technically true. You've never given true. me the official title of host, but... Yeah. I think it's because if I do a podcast episode with someone else, like, I host, I, I host it, and I tend to do those by myself. I, I don't want to ever be a host on this podcast. You do? Oh! No, because I kind of oh. like being the guest, because then yeah. it also takes the pressure off having to be here every that's week. true but i feel like there needs to be there needs to be a different title for you that's like above guest but not a host a co-host a co-host but the thing is like you're like uh, my 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 sous chef yeah sous host <laughs> sous host but the thing is like if i was a host that means i could do this podcast when you're not here mm. and i don't think i'm ever gonna do that i'm gonna say now i'm actually kind of curious as to what a solo jack episode it would just devolve into jurassic wouldn't it <laughs> no yeah, the glint. about the 30th anniversary of alien free oh yes there are many monster movies so <laughs> this week we are trying butter censure Ooh. Ooh, japanese tea so this is the butter censure from david's tea which is a canadian tea company I have brewed this already because of the, as mentioned in the previous episode, we have moved where we record these. So I have to make it in the kitchen and then bring it down. And because this is a green tea, we had to be very swift taking the leaves out. So we're going straight in with the pour, Jack. Oh, good. Straight this in there. That's what I like to hear. So. Shall I pour it? Because I'm this side of the microphone. Yeah. With my left hand, probably not the best idea. I Wait. feel like just uh, on a little side tangent. While Emma does the pour, that is what you're hearing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think what I might do is get a better setup in here for the podcast and tea. Maybe get a kettle out here. We need a, you need a kettle for just general life out here. Yeah, I d- I would like to get some black tea out here, so I don't have to have milk. So mm-hmm. I could just drink. I could drink tea all day out we here. We could get you it. a nice loose leaf black tea. And tea, no, maybe not Lucy. If I get some tea, but Earl Grey, as we discovered in Amsterdam, very nice without milk. Yeah, and and I was thinking the only annoying thing would be going to fill up the kettle again. Yeah, <laughs> we I'd need to get you a big, like huge kettle, like a, <laughs> a huge kettle, no, or well, like a camping bottle of water. No, like one of those big, um, those huge, big. What you round... get in an office? Yeah, yeah. The, what are they called? And I just pour it. It's already hot. And it goes glug 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 glug. Oh, you. Oh, we're talking not about two wa- different things. Not a water cooler. I was thinking. Well, wa- I was thinking first you'll have the water cool in the cooler, and then you shall transfer it to the kettle and heat oh, it up. Oh, that might be actually a good idea because they're cheaper than what I'm suggesting. Yeah, you're thinking of an urn. Yeah, like you'd like an silver, urn. Big metal. Yeah. things you just and fill it just up. keeps the water hot. Mm. Here's the tea. I'm giving you the larger of the teacups, Jack. Thank you very much. This is tea. Whenever we do a green tea, I tend to go for uh, the teacups and not the mugs. Mm, So so warm. warm. (laughs) (laughs) So warm. It is not the warmest in the shoppers. Let's have a little smell. Mm. Battery. Battery. Smells like a Werther's original. Do you actually think so? No. Oh, I got it on my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's so into the tea, he is physically into the tea. Now I've said that, that's all I can smell is a Werther's original. I wonder if we can try it. Like I said, it's quite chilly out here, so it might have been cooling it. All right, let's go for it. Why not? Mm. 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 
Bottle Sancho. Campai. Campai. Oh, it's very much got the buttery aftertaste. It tastes like a Werther's original. That's what it tastes like. That is re- yes. When I feel like when you take the initial sip, I'm getting a classic kind of green tea, but like a sweeter mm-hmm. green tea. And when I'm saying sweeter, I'm not talking like anywhere near the level of honey or refined sugar. It's like just a little, a little summon summon there hanging out, and then the butter comes afterwards. Just uh, for the record, it's not officially uh, a sponsorship from whatever's original for this podcast. <laughs> I may mention it a number of times. Yeah. If you're listening, Werther's Original, all right. Feel free. We do. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Werther's Original. They're, they're all right, but... It does remind me of grandparents. And I think yeah. partially because of grandparents, but also partially because of a very successful advertising campaign where a grandfather always had a Werther's Original in his pocket for his grandson. Do you yeah. remember that? And in the, the idyllic English countryside. And then the son at the end goes, now I'm the granddad. Yes. And he gives, and he gives it to his boy. Oh, it's lovely. Grandpa. This is great. So, it's very I, smooth. It's very Sorry. smooth. Mm. This is an easy drink. Yeah, very easy. I've nearly finished. Well, there's I've, actually I went for the big teapot. So this was once again from the D stash uh, package that we were sent by Kimberly. It's still going strong. There's still more teas in there, <laughs> and I think I've still got a couple of teas from that competition I won. God, what is time? now was it a year ago it was some kind of lockdown anyway so this um she sent in a little packet and had enough for this teapot so i've done all of it so we've got no more of this tea and also (laughs) i've seen online that david's tea i don't think make this tea anymore either so (gasps) this is a rare jewel oh my god we're drinking the last of this tea on Mm. earth what are we doing now i messaged kimberly to say we were trying this one because it's called butter censure I wondered if it was like a milk oolong and that that is a type of tea Mm. or I wondered if that was something that just David's tea had come up with. Now, Kimberly, who is very, very knowledgeable on Japanese teas, very, very, if you like Japanese teas or you're curious about them, please go to her blog, which is Kimberly's Kyusu. Every time we drink a tea from this tea stash, I put a link to it in the description in like the bio of the episode because honestly fount of knowledge and when she describes what tea tastes like it's also a very visual description and it's lovely like walking through forests and snow is falling it's delightful <laughs> um it's like a studio ghibli film but describing a tea oh, i was thinking fantasia oh fantasia they, uh, visuals to the music, to the music. Yeah. yeah yeah oh there's a word for it isn't there there's a there's a word for visuals no synthanasia when oh. you i think i think it's most common with music where you hear sounds as colours. Well, this is butanasia. Butanasia. Have you rat- heard of it? Yeah, yeah in Ratatouille. They do it in Ratatouille yeah. too, when he eats the fruit and he like imagines the colours. All and the, the sounds. Way they move. Yes. Anyway, I'm not saying that that's um, part of, of what makes <laughs> up Kimberly, but I'm just saying it's a similar it's a similar thing um, that you get from her blog. So I messaged her to say we were trying this one, and I asked, "Is butter censure a type of tea?" And she said, "No. She thinks this is just something that David's tea came up with." But I looked up Sencha tea and you there are ways of brewing it that give it a more buttery, caramelly, um, sorry, not not brewing, a way of cultivating it, growing the tea leaves that give it a more of a buttery, caramelly mm. feel. I believe it's the ones that are steamed the longest. Steamed butters. Steamed butter. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That'd just be melted grease. <laughs> Yeah, so Sencha is the most popular tea, the most popular green tea in Japan. Really? Yes. 
Sanchiti, as in the tea leaf form. Everyone, I think most people, when you think of Japanese tea, you think of matcha, but that is ground tea powder. So that is the the tea itself will be mixed in with the milk or the right. water, whereas sencha is tea leaves. So you brew it like you would a black tea or a herbal tea you steep it in the water mm. so with this one um it didn't have instructions on the packet but i just did what i would normally do for green tea so always make sure you're not using boiling water so i boiled the kettle left it for a bit i think it's meant to be around 80 degrees um in terms of temperature and then i brewed this for three minutes because mm. again anything if you go too far with a green tea if you let it brew too long it gets very bitter i see what you're doing here mm. Because when we were on the episode that probably isn't out yet, when mm. this one goes out, but the one no, that was not. recorded before this one, yeah, we were talking to those people on their podcast about how we have done green tea episodes and we don't like it because it's very hard. No, to I like it. I was saying most people when they first try green tea. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. I wasn't talking about us. Well, I see what you're doing. You're doing this now. But to prove to people listening that they should, if they've messed up green tea, to try it again. They should try it again. Because that was very nice. It's a nice tea. More, please. And um, another thing Kimberly said, so this has been sat in the tea cupboard for a while. Kimberly said that Sencha should be drunk quite fresh. You shouldn't leave it too long. So this is this is probably a bit stale and it still tastes really nice. So mm. that says a lot, really. May I have a topping? And also, how long is... Oh, no, wait, we took the leaves out, didn't yeah. we? So this isn't over-brewed. No, no, this is just a teapot of goodness now. A teapot of butter. Mm. Yeah. It's after. It's like when you... I get it at the sides of my mouth. That's where I taste it, yeah. So it did say... Oh, I looked on the website as to what is, you know, going on with this tea. And on the... Div- uh, the Divids? On the Divids tea. On the <laughs> David's tea website, it said caramel and creamy. Mm. And it said... I'm actually getting... Light flavouring to enhance the natural buttery notes. So there is flavouring in this. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste everything they're saying on there. Mm. It's actually rare, because remember the Christmas episode where I was trying, and I was like, I don't taste that, I don't taste this. Well, I remember you trying Hajicha, which is now one of my favourite teas, Hajicha. every time. One of my absolute favourite teas, and you were not convinced. Mm. And I feel like that was... I was only convinced by the name. Quite a, Hajicha. Hajicha. Quite a comparable tea, I think, in terms of lightness of flavour. I think the buttery and the caramelliness mm. of this really shines through for me. It's winning you over. What a it, shame they don't really make it anymore. Uh, no. And, and like when I say it's smooth, that's how it feels on the mouth. It feels like silk. Mm. It feels like you're drinking silk. Buttery, buttery silk. Buttery silk. Does this sound delectable to you, dear listener? It does to me. And I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking it. But shame you can't drink it anymore, folks. It's like literal gold. And it is golden colour. It is a golden tea, isn't it? Yeah. I've written here... Actually, it looks exactly like melted butter. I wrote it, so I made notes. So so when when I recorded last fortnight's episode, which was our magical tea, the Bluebell Vine Flowers, where you did appear as if I had uttered some kind of magical word, as if you were in a pantomime, Jack, you appeared. This uh, tea was actually what I was planning to do if you weren't able to come down and I was going to do the episode alone. So I made these notes well over a fortnight ago. <laughs> and it looks like I tried to figure out what type of censure would be the most naturally buttery. And I've written here, perhaps... Fukamishi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a look at that properly. <laughs> I don't know what I've written. Yeah, Fukamushi. That is what you've written, just Fukamushi. F-U-K-A-M-U-S-H-I, right? And that might be correct. Fuka, fukamushi. 
that might be correct. I don't know. It's and then not, I wrote Steam the longest. It's not. Well, I'm not going to say it. Where's my arm? I brought it's my Fuka. phone. Oh, I have. Emma, it's Fuka. It's not what you're thinking. It's Fuka Mushi. Also, I'm excited to hear about the butterfly pea flower. It oh, is no, Fuka Mushi. I can't say it. Fuka. Fuka. Curse languages. Why? I always accept. I accept all the cookies. I accept all the cookies in the world. It'll just be one big button. Just give me one giant cookie. <laughs> I'll accept it. Fukamushi. 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 Yeah. So I tried. So I tried and failed. But I failed. <laughs> Let's say it's an ongoing process. Every now and then, I get really excited and think I'm going to learn Japanese. Is that meant to be one word? I think so. Because I, I think the mistake is you put. A, I've put a gap. A bit too much of a gap between and the it's a not. And it's M. Fu- fukamushi. Fukamushi. And so I was saying fukamushi. Yeah, that's I think what's making me giggle a little bit. <laughs> these are notes on a different tea, aren't they? Yeah, these so, ones. So that's yeah. the magic tea that we I had. I was excited about the butterfly pea flower, but I that's guess that's what we drank. That was the purple tea I know, last yeah, week. I, I don't remember hearing that word. Butterfly pea flower. Um. So. Yeah, every now and then I get excited, don't I? And I go, oh, I'm going to learn Japanese. You, I believe you bought me a Japanese textbook yep. for Christmas one year. I think I've done a page. In fact, I was doing that when I was pregnant. Yeah, we did Daphne. these audiobook versions, and we did those for a while. We, we did that when we were to going Japan. to Japan. Mm. I think that's it. I think because we will go back to Japan one day, and when that happens, there'll be the, the, the drive to learn a little bit more. Because that's one of the great shames, isn't it? When you visit another country and you don't speak their language, you that's just also... want to like get to. Because one of our best nights, we got to know some Japanese people, didn't we? And it was so fun. Yeah, but we were all speaking English. And that, yeah, that it's because they were incredibly intelligent <laughs> and they'd all learn English. But see, there's a, there's a, I think like obviously it is good to learn another language. By you know, I'm not saying mm. that you know people don't do that. Um, I'm just saying that, like, there is a mystery to when you go to a foreign country yes. and you don't know what they're saying, and that, yes. and that makes it more like exciting because you're like, this is like we are in complete unknown te- uh, territory. So that makes it interesting. If you know the language, you like you've learnt it through and through. You're gonna hear people talk, and like, there's gonna be a layer of that, and especially if you can read and write in that language yes. as well. That just means you you get it. You get everything that's going on. You can see it, and it's more like the nuances of the culture that you would have to learn a little bit more of yeah so i don't know it is yeah the uh, feeling like a complete fish out of water that's fun it is fun fun, and i did i very much enjoyed it and again we are luck we are lucky because we are english speakers there was in japan a lot of like things put because they were expecting the olympics and they're very westernized anyway so like they, they have a lot of stuff in english there anyway don't they yeah, I think well, it's, it's like a novelty, isn't it, to write things? You know, like how we it used to be very fashionable, still fashionable, I think, in, in some places, to adopt Chinese characters, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah, It'd yeah. be very fashionable to have it like on a T-shirt and things. God, you know, no idea what they said. <laughs> yeah. But we all used to have like Chinese characters on our, mm. on our phones and things. Um, in Japan, I think they, they do a similar thing with English words. Mm. But um, also- I can't remember what I was going to say now also association with their writing in japan i found because i can see the word godzilla or gojira in japanese and i can recognize it i could be like there it is i know yeah. it says godzilla or gojira but like so they'll have like the, the disney theme parks if you're around that enough in ja- japanese you would start to notice oh that means mickey what the characters oh, mean Gu- yeah, yeah. You... and like we could recognize the character for male and female so we knew which toilet to go into yeah, things exactly. but um 
Yeah, I remember saying that. So because they thought the the Olympics were coming and there was going to be a huge international audience, they did things like on the trains, if you remember, like all the subway trains and things, they had English announcements alongside the Japanese announcements. So that made it incredibly easy getting around. I felt very, very spoiled. And they also wrote a lot of things in Romanji, which is a Western alphabet, not just the kanji that we wouldn't Mm -hmm. know you know, be able to read because it's not letters that we're familiar with. Yeah. So we're very. It also just made me think of. I remember when I was at university, I went there and had a friend called Leone, who's German, and she used to giggle a lot in London because she'd often hear native German speakers going around, assuming no one could understand what they were saying. <laughs> and she, as a German woman, was going. <laughs> Would she translate for you guys what they were saying? Uh, no. Well, I, I, she said that she it happened a couple of times when she was on the tube and stuff. All oh, right. <laughs> I just thought that's that's quite funny. Like. I guess, and probably when we were in Japan, this happened to us a couple of times, maybe where you get lulled into a false sense of security of feeling like you're the only one who can, you know, you've got your own secret language. Actually, like, especially with English, probably most people understood (laughs) to some degree what we were saying when we were there. Yeah. But yeah, talking about traveling. So David's Tea, I actually bought a David's Tea in Canada. So I went to Canada in, I can't remember the year now. 2018, wasn't it? Something like that, no, yeah. No, 2019. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it was 2019. I went to Canada in 2019, and in the airport on the way back, I had a little bit of spending money left, and I saw a stand for David's Tea, and I thought, well, when in Rome? So over I went, and I cannot remember which tea I bought, but I remember that I loved it, and that I came back, and I was raving about this tea, and I thought it was the best thing ever. It was yeah. so good, you saved no evidence of what it was. None, none. <laughs> this could all be a fibbery, it's not. And, yeah, but I don't think you can ship David's tea to the UK, which is a sadness. Mm. Maybe I'll need to get Becca probably on the on case. Probably Probably. Probably for an extortionate Maybe. amount know. of monies. But a very good tea company. And from what I've seen um, on Instagram and things, a lot of people enjoy a David's tea. Mm. Well done, David, and your tea. So, yeah, uh, uh, in the comment section under this tea as well, I saw a lot of people saying this is a nice tea to get you into green tea. So, as I said, unfortunately, they don't make this anymore, but maybe those are tasting notes to look out for. If you're looking for a green tea to try, look for ones that have tasting notes of caramel and butter and creaminess because, like we're saying, that's a very smooth... It might. Does it help with, like, if you do overbrew and it starts to go bitter, does that those elements of it the caramelliness and that well they counteract it a little bit so it hides I don't it a bit think more. so I think the minute you overbrew green tea it's kind of game over yeah shame because then it's just because the, the I think the caramel and the butter and things are very subtle they're like like I'm saying I, I'm finding them as an aftertaste whereas the bitterness of green tea is very strong and in your face and makes you kind of go you know when you get that yeah. <laughs> kind of feeling from tea well I agree with them I think this is a very good tea mm. to start off on green teas I think out of all the green teas I've had this might be my number this one is up there. have I have I done you a green tea with jasmine yet don't I? I need to do that because that's one of my favourite ways to drink green tea is green tea with jasmine. If I'm 100% honest, Emma, we've drunk a lot of tea. We've drunk a lot So of tea. much so I'm starting to lose track of what we've drunk. I'm trying to think of what your favourites have been so far, really. Which the Rudolph ones? one oh, yes. is definitely one that jumps to mind, but that's a, I say it's recent. It was like three months ago. Yeah. Now. It's still there. I'm like, oh yeah, Rudolph. I remember that one. Milgo Long was all right. I know, you'll have to listen back to the episodes. Mm. All your episodes. All go my back, episodes. Go back and listen to I all I don't them. think I could. 
But yeah, we've got an, an episode. I will be posting it under Pod of Tea as well. But we were invited on a podcast called Scandal Water, mm-hmm. and that's the first time we've been interviewed. Yeah. So that's that was fun. I did quite enjoy that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Just get yeah, they they're um, really nice ladies, really mm-hmm. funny ladies. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to post that. They're charismatic, easy to talk to. Yes. Which which is great for podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> it does help. Really, I don't see uh, I don't think a podcaster would do well if they were really rubbish at talking. No. <laughs> so, pretty obvious statement there, yeah. but yeah, no, they were lovely. They were good. So that'll be coming out. I'm now thinking of like buttery sweets and it's making me hungry. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no emergency go... chocolate yeah, I was, tonight. I was going to say, am I going to have to go to the shops to get some <laughs> like, Werther's Originals? I literally, I pulled up last night, I gave a guitar lesson and I pulled up back home and Jack was stood in the window of our flat and called me and asked me to go get some chocolate. And wine. And wine. And I very much obliged. Yes, I was like, don't turn the engine off. Yeah. So you don't have to ask me twice. Well, it's because our little one went to sleep instantly. I was like, oh, yeah. she's asleep. I wasn't in here. I thought, if Emma comes in, I'm not going to ask her to go back out to the shops. I'll go out to the shops. Yeah. But then as soon as I came into the living room and got my phone again, I looked outside. I was like, oh, she's just pulled up. So it's like serendipity yeah. leading us to chocolate. Tonight was not so easy a night getting her down, and I am still blaming the clocks changing. So, do the clocks change all over the world? They do, but at different times. At different. So, okay. So confusing. So it's because of the farmers. At least here in the UK, they do it so that the farmers have longer to work in the fields in the daylight. Yes, yeah, to do with the sun, the where the sun sets and rises, and the the way that coincides with the farm. I feel like I've seen that we don't need it anymore. Like people agree that with modern technology and with lights that are electric and things, we don't need to save the daylight. And the daylight doesn't need saving uh, because the drama it causes. That sounds like wishy-washy internet talk. Probably because, because how are you gonna with modern technology light an entire like these fields, especially the in floodlights. Amer- the fields are huge. In, and especially in America. You just use a combine harvester that has lights on the front. But then you're using the combine harvester. I don't know. I don't know enough about I don't, farming. See, that's what I'm saying. We I need don't... to talk to a farmer. I grew up on a farm. I've yeah, but driven you're not a, a combine far- harvester. Jack Ewins, no. You cannot play that I grew Hands up on a farm card. In this office, who has driven a combine harvester? Well, the, only, only Jack me. has okay. his hand up. But Bear I live mind, on a I was farm. four your, and on my granddad's your gran Your <laughs> grandfather... Ran the farm for the for the main farmer chap, and you used to go there. It sounds like this. Person... It's, you're making it sound like you you were like this, this like young little lad in your cap going going to work on the farm on the I family a... farm. That's I... not what you did. I you used to just cap. go in and cause chaos, running up those big mounds of seeds no, or whatever I, you used I, to I do. I went on the farms with Granddad. You went and on we the would farm. cut the corn. And did he... you? Cut the yes, corn. and he would cut. Uh, yes, the or the wheat, should I say. And uh, and we we would uh, he would t- tell me about how it all works and what you have to do to plough the land and. Granddad what did he say him. about daylight saving? He never brought that up. I don't think. Well, ever. but what I did see was the fact that the fields were absolutely humongous. Yes. So in order to not need the sun and the and the but way it's the an hour, I'm going to ask your granddad when we when we next see him when we next see your granddad. I'm going to ask and be like, what are your as someone. And he'll probably turn around and say, Don't eat sounds it. like someone on the internet who yeah. has high hopes of technology running everything. 
and mm. wants to do away with this stupid hour change when really it's something that we've been doing for I was just bitter I was so in long. the bitter barn kind of I was in the bitter barn because I did not realise that the clocks were changing on Sunday yeah. I was not I was in Norfolk and I had to drive back mm. after playing music in a pub till rather late and then discovered it was now an hour later than anticipated, mm. and then having to drive back to Norfolk. And then the bitter icing on the bitter cake I'm eating in the bitter barn. It was Mother's Day. Yeah. They changed the clocks on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. A day where people who do not get to sleep systematically are supposed to have a lay-in or something. And they took an hour away. Yep. Rude. Well... There we go. That's what happens. That's what happens. Sorry, was I too feminine? (laughs) No, no. I was just thinking back because, like, we were saying that, like, you what brought this up was you were asking why Daphne is not going down. Oh yeah. So I, I think she's still slightly off. So she went to sleep closer to eight o'clock, which would have been her original sleep time of seven. I think it is the daylight savings thing mm. because it's light in her room when she goes to yeah, sleep Yeah, this is the thing. And, but it's not only that. She's older than she was the last year when this was happening. Mm. When she was a lot Well, younger. she wasn't sleeping through or anything back then, was exactly. she? So she was it didn't make much of a difference. Stage of her life. Now mm. she's more aware. She's cracking jokes. She, she so is. When she goes to she's bed a little now, comedian. And we're telling her to go to sleep. And she's opening her eyes and she can see everything because it's still light in there. Mm. And her eyes are a lot better than ours, I, I expect. Mm. She's so young. And she looks down the end of her cot and sees me sitting there looking at her. Like, I, I, I'll tell you something after the podcast that she did tonight that was insanely cute. But it's a visual thing, so okay. you guys on the podcast won't get it. But, um, yeah, I think it's that combination. I think it's because it's light and she's more aware of the world yeah. at the moment and stuff. And she's, like, looking around going, why am I going to sleep now? Like what's this? I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself out of the bitter barn now. I'm gonna step into summer. I am not upset about it being lighter in the evening though. It's coming up to summer. It's coming to summer. We can sit in beer gardens, we can have barbecues again, mm-hmm. we can get the fire pit out that we've used maybe three times yeah, in the whole time yeah. we've owned it. We can crack that out, put our annual single log that we have purchased yeah. from Wilkinson's on it yeah. and toaster marshmallow. I'm so excited. My sister had a barbecue last week and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's time. Yeah. It's time. Not today because it's miserable and raining. Today, oh, it is but... horrible. We've gone back a step. But yeah, yeah, that's why it's coming up to that. And Daphne's just getting used to the fact that she's going to go to bed. I remember being a kid going to bed at night and it was like light. And I was like, why am I going to And it took me ages to go down because yeah. you're like, it's still daytime. Why am I going to bed? No, bring on the summer fun. Mm. Well, I'm going to wrap things up there. So, wrapping things up there, <laughs> I think a solid well done to David's team in the Butter Censure. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that thoroughly. We'll now be looking, I now need to find another tea that has those tasting notes and then bring that to the podcast and we'll have to see if it was as good. But yeah, really enjoyable. And actually quite like, in terms of caffeine and stuff, I don't feel too, like I felt, because it's quite don't quite have, late here right now. Hmm? Yeah, green tea has caffeine in. Yeah. Like how much? Is it like a little bit? Or? Um, I'm not sure in comparison to black oh. tea. So I feel a little bit more awake. Yeah, I feel more awake, but mm. I don't feel like buzz, like jittery or anything. Yeah. So that's good. So yes. How many Werther's Originals out of 10 would you give this one? I would give that eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid eight. Oh, we're in agreement. Yeah. Hurrah. Solid eight for that. Yes. And I feel like when I'm, 
I'm going to give it to my grandson when I'm the grandson. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, folks. We will be back in a fortnight with another episode of Pod of Tea, bringing a whole new tea and some more tea fun facts to you here. Tra, Jack. Bye-bye. TTFN! Bye-bye.